Hello, and welcome to the Family Bookshelf. I am Nick, the Game Schooling Dad, and with me is my wife, Amber, of AmbitionsForChrist.com. Today, I've got three sci-fi novels that I've read uh, fairly recently <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I've read that uh, I, I think are worth discussing. The first one is called The Book of M by Peng Shepard. Uh, this was the first time I started to notice a really, I guess, odd... Uh, trend in sci-fi novels. So this book, everyone loses their shadow, and then their shadow is somehow related to their memories, and so they start forgetting everything that's around them. Oh, okay. So uh, not a necessarily a bad idea. I mean, this is why the, I book the book, pick the book up. I mean, these things always have really cool premises, you know. But what I'm seeing a lot more in sci-fi novels is the idea that the the shadow the shadow is somehow becoming like a a representation representation of the soul or like a much in-depth piece of you or part of you. I mean, this guy spends probably the first, I don't know, I just want to say 20 pages of the book explaining how this actually happens in India every year. Like the sun aligns just perfectly and everyone just loses their shadow. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that possible that is because, you know, your, your body is always going to block that light. But, you know, whatever. It's an interesting idea. Um, yeah. So these people lose their shadows, they forget everything, and then what they forget or what they start to believe is what becomes reality. And so it creates, you know, this weird mix-up of the world. The, the problem is this author totally loses focus of what's going on. <laughs> um, so there's this thing in stories called suspension of disbelief, right? Right. Where, where they're... The thing that the book uses, the thing that the story uses, you allow to happen, Uh Harry Potter has magic. You, you don't really right. question the magic of Harry Potter. If you do, you're trying to be a comedian. You're trying to be funny because it is incredibly shallow. It's an incredibly right. shallow world. You just let it go. You suspend your disbelief there. Uh, you know, Fast and Furious, you're, you're suspending the disbelief of what those cars can do. You just <laughs> allow that to happen because otherwise, you know, you can't enjoy this story. Right. You know, uh, Mad Max has rovering, rover killing games. Walking Dead have zombies. You know, all of these things. And I bring all of these up because this book has all of those. It oh. had zombies, it had magic, it had rover and killer gangs, it had, you know, car chases, and it had, you know, a monster destroying New York. It had all of this stuff. Oh, wow. And the thing with suspension of disbelief, you only get one. Um, after that, you don't get any anymore. <laughs> uh, so when you start starting to start trying to forgive everything this author does, you quickly stop forgiving anything. And right. everything just becomes so picked apart and so easy to pick apart because it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it becomes, well, these people lose their shadows, they lose their memories, and then something happens. But ultimately, nothing happened most of the time. It became incredibly boring, incredibly dry. It was them just mm. trying to get away from New York City, which is pretty much what every disaster movie ever made is. Let's get out of New York. So, <laughs> To be fair, in right. my opinion, even if it's not a disaster movie, we should probably be getting out of New York. Right. I mean, the New one York. time we've been there, that was our whole goal. <laughs> and there yes. was no disaster involved. You should always just treat New York like it's on fire. Just get out as fast as you can. <laughs> Leave the children behind if you must. <laughs> Go! run <laughs> so it really became frustrating because it had a really neat premise and a really neat idea that the author paying i'm not sure if that's a male or a female i'm not sure um if they were playing with properly i'm not sure if they understood what they wanted to do with it and ultimately he ended up doing nothing with it mm -hmm. it became really boring uh so that was the first one that i really just didn't care for a uh, cool idea just very poor execution i've seen several other books now that have used that shadow as kind of a metaphor for a bigger part of you uh this rooted i i, I think it's totally rooted in naturalism mm, you know the yeah. idea that something 
outside of ourselves has this power and this authority, you know, and they don't want to give it to God, so they give it to the sun and to the natural rays of light and to just natural occurrences as opposed to, you know, the actual creator God. Right. You know. The creator of those occurrences. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so you're worshiping, yeah, the creation and not the creator. Right. So the, the next one that I think is worth mentioning on here, another again, a very cool premise that the author just didn't do much with. It's called The Man in the High Castle. Uh, so this it was an Amazon show, uh, Amazon Prime, and okay. we watched maybe the first season of it. Well, that's a good sign because I don't remember right? now. Right, and it was intriguing enough to me that I went and found the book. Uh, the whole idea and the whole premise is that uh, the Axis powers win World War II. So Germany and Japan oh, have taken over the United States. I remember this now, yeah. And, and so you really have three stories within here that are going on, uh, one about a businessman who is trying to impress a Japanese man to grow in his business, uh, and he's kind of turned his back and rejected the American side of things to become more Japanese. One about a Jew who is hiding out. Uh, he's still in the Japan side of things, but he's afraid he could get caught as being a Jew because, of course, the Germans are trying to eliminate them. He's a jewelry maker who's got to try to do some things. And uh, the third one is a woman who I believe is on the run. Again, it's, it's been a while, so I, I apologize for that uh but this was another one that it just didn't play with the premise very well mm -hmm. and you had a lot of really neat ideas and a really cool things that are brought up of how would germany have continued their policies and what they would have done right and he doesn't ever play with that in fact we never even go to the german side of the world we really only stick with the japanese side um that is odd because i mean i hate to say it but that's not the side everyone knows and is curious about. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend the Japanese during World War II or anything like that. But Germany had much um, crazier policies. <laughs> I, I mean, they were, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were t and tenuous at the best. I mean, yeah. the, the stuff they were doing was outside of they were absolutely crazy, and none of the stuff that happens makes any sense. You know, FDR gets assassinated. Well, that doesn't mean that the United States is now disarmed and ready for an invading force to come and take over. That's right. not how the president works. You understand that the president is just some dude, you know? I mean, that's why you have a line of succession, even within a presidency. Yeah. yeah. But no, he gets assassinated and the entire government collapses. What? You know? Yeah. Slavery is now legal and the Germans are still, you know, forcing black people to, to be slaves but we never really mention that or go there or talk about it. You know, how does how does World War II ending and the Germans winning, how does that make socialism work all of a sudden? Yeah. You know, all the, socialism doesn't become more tenuous just because <laughs> it's more places. Right. You know, and there's all this mysticism. You know, yes, the Nazis were very much into magic and mysticism. Just because they win World War II, that doesn't mean magic works all of a sudden. Right. You know, they, they get the H-bomb. How'd they get the H-bomb when it was, you know, Jewish people who built and designed the H-bomb? Right. So it... It just is, it's so untenuous at best. And again, you have this thing where you, I, I can give you suspension of disbelief. I can give you, okay, Germany won the war, but then you've got to do something with it. You've got to focus and you've got to be clear right. of this is what's going to happen next and this is where we go. And it's just thing after thing of this doesn't make sense. You That's, know? And I kind of, now that you give that plot, I do vaguely remember when we watched this on Amazon Prime. And I even remember being... I think that's one of the reasons I don't remember it much was because I kind of dozed off a few times because it wasn't it wasn't that catching. It was not a story that it was like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen next? And it was sure. kind of like she's walking around a lot and she watches a video yeah. on an, an old film reel or and something. And I remember being like, 
Okay. And the TV show, I think, went on for like seven seasons. It was actually pretty a pretty big hit, but I didn't see any of that in here. It ended mm-hmm. with a huge fizzle. There was these ideas that kind of came up with like time travel or different parallel universes that I never played with. There's like, I, I totally expected there to be this huge turn and it never came. Or like there's, I don't know if there's a right. sequel out there that I'm not aware <laughs> of or what. But it's like this was... Were they planning for a sequel? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think the author, I think the author is Philip K. Dick. Um, probably means nothing to you. Yes, Philip K. Dick, but he's probably the most um, well-known or classical sci-fi author of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, that does not mean anything to me, yeah. but yeah, for you. He, he's the guy who wrote the premise for Blade Runner. Uh, Running Man, uh, not Running Man, that's Stephen King. Oh, what's the other Arnold Schwarzenegger one where he's on? Total Recall. I think that's him, or he's a, he does Total Recall where he goes to the Mars and has hmm. his mind erased and things like that. Um, so he's wrote he's wrote a ton of these things that are very classic sci-fi. And like I said, the show was a huge hit, but I just I didn't understand. I couldn't get this book. It was like this is kind of dumb, you know. Germany winning World War II is a fascinating premise of how the world would be different and where things would have gone from there. Oh yeah. And he had a lot of neat ideas because I think th- I mean they would have if not installed slavery. Definitely tried to wipe out anyone who wasn't white i mean their whole system was was, rooted in racism that's the idea i mean that was their yeah point so again it's just not one that i found was a huge a huge success and maybe Mm -hmm. i'm wrong and if you tell me i'm wrong i'll listen to you but i don't think i'll agree with you so (laughs) the the last one i had is called annihilation by jeff vandermeer this one is like an episode of lost uh Every time, every time you turn the page, every time you go to a new thing, there's like four more questions that pop up, and there's no answers for any of them. So, mm. again, you have a really neat idea where this thing, this like parallel universe has opened up on Earth, and everything that's in there, and like this bubble, has become like a mutated freak of sorts. And we don't know what it is, we don't know what it's causing, we don't know if it's aliens, you know, and they so like start sending in teams of scientists. And the, the team that we follow is a team of females. They're following a team of males that have been lost into this thing. And and really what kills this story is the, the character, the main character is, I think they just call her the biologist, because she has got to be the worst biologist. <laughs> <laughs> For a woman whose whole job is to go in and make scientific observations, objective observations about what she sees, what's going on, and to study these things, the entire thing is rooted in philosophy. The entire thing is, you know, these think pieces of how, you know, the world works and how, you know, all these morality things. It's like there's nothing to do with With biology. biology. You're not actually doing any science here, you know, which is fine if that's what your character was supposed to do. If you had sent a philosopher, that's what I'd expect. Right. You sent a biologist. I was expecting a step-by-step guide of a philosophy. I mean, I've, I've never met a professional scientist or something like that who just wantonly drops, you know, turns of phrases and waxes philosophic about life and death constantly. <laughs> it's like, give me a break. You know, the mm-hmm. characters totally fall apart. The end of the novel, not to give too much of away, kind of dissolves into a, a, a scene of something out of a Batman novel, a <laughs> Batman comic book. You know, the head bad guy, the person who ends up being the head bad guy, is able to hypnotize people. And all of a sudden, they're hypnotizing people and tricking them into doing things. And it's like, seriously, just give her a little mustache, let her twirl it, and a cane. And it's like, you've got a Batman villain here. I mean, <laughs> what is the point here? This is ridiculous, absolutely crazy for a novel that takes itself incredibly seriously. Right. The harder part is it's just the tone of a whole book. And then you put in something that's 
as laughable as that. And it's like, this doesn't make any sense now. Yeah. It just, that doesn't fit the tone. I mean, you're, you're, these people are walking into this, again, this abnormality, this strange thing, and being murdered and being killed and slaughtered and bears and alligators or crocodiles are attacking them. And it's like, this book takes itself incredibly seriously. These things right. are not just jokes that they write off, but then it becomes a giant joke. And I mean, there's mm-hmm. she's taken stuff, uh, sorry, the, the author, Jeff, has taken stuff from the Bible and even put that in here as well. It's like, this is a novel that is incredibly serious. I went and even saw the movie um, thinking maybe it would answer some of my questions. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> the movie didn't make it any clearer. It had some neat visuals, but it it it, it also diverged from the book quite a bit. I felt mm. uh, so. Go figure. Right. You just mm. had a lot of again neat premises, neat ideas that have kind of fallen flat. And I typically enjoy sci-fi, but these are the books that have kind of put me off sci-fi for a while. It's been maybe oh maybe a year since I read the Book of M, and after that it was like man, sci-fi has just taken a weird turn lately. Yeah, um, this is not science fiction. Science fiction should be what could be true in thirty years. You know, you think about Star Trek. How many right. things did Star Trek get right? <laughs> yeah. Look now, you know, mm. you know, communicators. We have our cell phones. We can communicate with anyone anywhere, yeah. at any point in time. You know, you talk about spaceships. We don't really have those, but the cars and the planes that we've been able to create and build oh, yeah. at that point in time. You know, science fiction is supposed to be kind of a, a happenstance window, right, into what you think the future could be. Yeah, it's that little glimpse ahead that you go, oh, I bet this could happen. Yeah. Like, just a few little things change, and all of a sudden you're there, you know. And Instead, it's all become just philosophy. And I think a lot of it's because our society has mixed up science and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what objective science is anymore. Right. There's a huge difference between making a philosophical philosophical observation and a scientific observation and people don't know that they can't know that so it's very hard for them to connect the dots of okay if we have x y you know let's go this way if we have (laughs) a b and c we're obviously going to have to get to d but now they they see a b and c and it's like well that could mean e or j or k might get thrown in there now we have all this philosophy that leads people down these rabbit trails as opposed to you know this is legitimate we could legitimately have 3d printers that print our food into the not too distant future right you know that print all our houses that print you know all these we could legitimately have you know cars that run on some system of gas that we've never used before seen before right those things are possible but it takes this little leap of, you know, I don't know. It is. Yeah. It's just they've, they're also, unfortunately, we live in a world where it becomes so philosophical because they're trying to push a lot of agendas anymore, yeah. it seems like. And so, unfortunately, yes. every book, as you and I have talked about this before, like right now, every new book that comes out just becomes an exhausting read because yes. it's like, oh, good, more woke. No. Yeah. The, um, the Man in the High Castle is old enough that it wasn't too bad. Uh, Annihilation had a few pieces in there because the woman's marriage had fallen apart, so she's waxing philosophically about love a lot. The Book of M is pure garbage. I mean, it's pure woke garbage. They spend Mm -hmm. a huge chunk of the book trying to defend this homosexuality that doesn't need to be in there at all. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, once again. So, yes, um, science fiction has really become philosophy fiction, and it's really become tedious because of it. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, my two cents for the night. (laughs) There's three books. We kind of took a downer turn. I don't really have much to Mm. recommend for you. (laughs) Skip these next time. (laughs) Maybe next time we'll get back to you with something a little bit more happier. (laughs) I am Nick, the Game Schooling Dad, with his wife Amber of AmbitionsForChrist.com. Please like us on Facebook. Please find, subscribe, drop drop us a line. Tell tell your friends about us. Uh, Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.